Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. We back. <laughs> Mama Mia, here we go again. I'm so glad that that is the energy that we are bringing to the space. Yeah. I would like to say, just as a collective, start off the space with this energy. Sure. Can we make an a collective agreement? Mm. Us, everyone listening in the space, <laughs> can we all stop supporting and also using the fucking Meryl Streep ma- sad mom song yeah. on TikTok? Because, <laughs> hi, what up? Welcome into the Twilight. My name's Allie. Hey. I have mom issues. Can you stop it? Because... Can we just cut it out? <laughs> y'all need to stop because I go on TikTok to laugh right. and sometimes cry. It yeah. depends on what I'm looking for. But I don't need to be assaulted with right. mom issues right. on TikTok. I like to have that choice, you know? <laughs> I, I like to have that choice. And I don't need that as my Mamma Mia content on a day-to-day basis. Right. When there's so much joy <laughs> that could be absolutely used, utilized. I agree. Yeah. When you could, when it could be Amanda Seyfried crawling on the beach. Right. When it could be my three dads shaking <laughs> their ass yeah. instead. <laughs> and you give me the saddest fucking part of Mamma Mia too. Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I refuse. No. Too much, guys. If there was a way to just report those videos and report that sound, not just, just like an offensive, <laughs> just yeah. that audio and be like, it is not offensive. I just would like not to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it is not offensive to any like group. Um, right. It does not have like a hate crime attached to it. It, it just makes me sad and I don't want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> it is offensive to me personally because of the memories that brings up, but it is not a hate crime. Right. And I need it to stop. <laughs> How many people feel that way about this show, honestly? Oh, <laughs> like, my God. <laughs> the stuff that you talk about is not offensive by nature, but it does right. need to stop. But I just don't like it. Please. <laughs> and I'm that should be enough. <laughs> this is offensive and it needs to stop. Yeah. And we never will. <laughs> we, we, we won't. We will keep going. Unfortunately, and I don't know what this is, but authors keep writing <laughs> offensive stuff that needs to stop. It's true. It's so true. unfortunately, we will never by be some free. fucking blood pack that we signed, we will never be set free Mm-mm. from nope. this audio medium. Yeah. We will be stuck in the confines of audacity <laughs> until the ends of time. And here's the thing. If you don't like it, you, you're you allowed to go. We cannot absolutely. leave. <laughs> we are trapped we, here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we... Are the soul that we are collectively trapped in, the one brain cell that we have, yes. is stuck in audacity. Yeah. We can't leave. You can leave. Right. Please leave. <laughs> Get out while <laughs> we, you can. We can't leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I was worried for a moment because um, we're in sort of like the summary 
transition or whatever. And that means ice cream trucks are oh, all around fuck yes. my neighborhood. Um, and one is literally like on my block and the Just sound that it down. makes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Honestly. But like, it's not even like that I can see it, but I can hear it. You even if my it? windows are closed, even if all the doors are closed, I can hear it. And it's a very chaotic ice cream truck song and it was going up until maybe five minutes ago so i was worried i'm like you could hear is it the six flags song like the fucking bango bus it has that vibe to it there's like oh, horns no. in it there's weird little instrument it's uh one of these days i'll record it and play it but it is really <laughs> a treat but that is not my happy thing my happy thing i want to talk about miss billy eilish god bless god bless doing her thing Coming out with a new album, new look, new mm. cover of Vogue. God damn that cover, though. It's incredible. And, like, there's a lot of bullshit discourse about it. I think it's pretty silly. All started by that bot. <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. It's like, can we just use our brains a little bit and think about the Absolutely. image of a pop icon and a, and a teenager for, like, a moment, please. And, like, agency. Could we just, like, think about that for a moment before we just spew whatever nonsense we're talking about? A hundred percent. All the photos are fabulous. The story is great. I'm very excited for the album. But something that really uh, tickled my fancy when I was reading it is that while she, in the middle of her having her hair dyed already and before releasing it to the world. She had a last minute like video interview or something that she had to do. And she's like, fuck, like, <laughs> and her fancy like wig based on her old hair had not come in yet. Oh so no. She literally bought a Billie Eilish Halloween costume on Amazon <laughs> and I wore that wig for this thing. And that really is incredible. A mood. Yeah. I love that. I'm a huge fan. The discourse of that really pissed me off. But one of the things I loved yeah. a lot about the the photos of that, aside from the actual um, clothing, was the mm-hmm. color palette oh, yeah. that was used. Mm. Her hair is great and, like, everyone's comments on her, like, don't matter. And that's very clear of, like... Yeah, right. <laughs> like, she doesn't give a shit. Um, but I think one of the things that really stood out to me about the creative team of, like... I don't know. There's probably like 15 people or more probably that go into that, not just like the photographer and the creative people that dress her and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But the color palette really stood out to me. Yeah. In that, because I'm used to Billy in, it's like her green hair and a Mm -hmm. lot of like grays and like cooler tones. And it was really warm and soft, which I thought was quite beautiful. Yeah. So I I loved that. And it was very pretty. So I liked that. Go Billy. Go Billy. Um, <laughs> How are you my, doing, my dear? <laughs> I, Oh, I'm doing great. I'm having a hard time imagining anything else right now other than you in a Western standoff with your ice cream machine. So if someone could draw that to uh, get it out of my head, that would be great. <laughs> yes. That would be just amazing for me. So thank you. Um, I, am, I am doing okay. I am, aside from... I've had to go outside more so than the in the past couple weeks just for like very standard um, appointments from mm-hmm. things. Getting new contacts and a contact prescription and like fucking getting cavities, like you know, like boring stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm I hadn't needed to do that in quite some time, and so I'm mm-hmm. suffering from that good old mask knee. 
which is very annoying. Ooh, very fun. That I haven't had in a while, so that's been a joy. Um, But my happy thing for this week is something that I saw a couple weeks ago when I saw some of our journalist friends getting a a screener for this. Um, But it is Mitchells versus the Machines. Ooh. And the Mitchells versus the Machines is something that I saw on Netflix last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, not Spawn, but Netflix. Hey, <laughs> hey. I can be bought. Hello. Um, and I'm happy to be bought by you. <laughs> this is a joy. Um, I can definitely see that this should have been, like, on the regular movie theaters, like... Right. Should have been on the, the big screen. The old big screen. <laughs> this is that, like, Sony Pictures good shit. This is that, like, Into the Spider-Verse, Lego movie. Yes. And something that really caught my attention while watching this, aside from the fact that, like, it is hilarious. (laughs) And it is a, apparently for my partner anyways, um, and for the average person, it's not a tearjerker. Um, (laughs) When I was looking on Twitter, people who are parents, it was a tearjerker. So I felt a little bit more validated. I cried (laughs) during it. Yeah. Um, But it was very funny. It's something that caught my attention while watching this is it has that very Sony picture style Mm. while watching it. And it's so fun to watch those of just how visually entertaining it is. Right. Um, and that was something that I loved about Into the Spider-Verse is just like, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, So if you have a chance, if you have Netflix, I would highly recommend watching it. Um, cause they, I saw something about Netflix that they're doing like a movie every week or something. Every week. Yep. The whole year. (laughs) Um, I worry that with that, this movie might just get like forgotten about right and this is like a this is something that if it was just in the theaters i feel like it would be a blockbuster oh for sure just as because of the cast alone but also because it's a a very good like family friendly movie totally yeah and so i just highly recommend it if you need something that is just a like i'm gonna watch a movie that's gonna make me laugh and forget about things for a while um this is a good one to do oh yeah Anyways, um, we have two current events this week. Short, sweet. Yes. Good shit. We have an update to our first, like a a current event from last week. Would you like to share this since you brought it to the space? Absolutely. So last week we talked about how our our wife, (laughs) Dakota Johnson, (sighs) our liar of limes (laughs) herself, uh, was cast in the Netflix uh, adaptation of Jane Austen's Persuasion. So and much we got... Netflix this week. You'd think I we know. were sponsored. This... You'd think. Netflix. Netflix. DMs are Get open. It. Hello. <laughs> I will happily sell my soul. Absolutely. Um, but we got a new casting update and the fact that she's going to be acting alongside Mr. Henry Golding. I'm Folks, I'm literally going to pass out. When I'm I horny. saw <laughs> When I saw this news, I could not tell you that when Netflix should have just been looking me in the face and was like, <laughs> I'm just going to pick Allie's types and just put them together. Yeah. If When I find out <laughs> that there is like a fucking side character to this, that is just a like 
fucking genderqueer butch in this. Yeah. I'm going to shoot myself into the sun. I like I'm going it's gonna to be pass like Tick Nataro and you're gonna die. You're just I, gonna oh, okay. I was literally gonna say, like, we share one brain cell. If it um I'm, listen, if they can edit Tick Nataro in an entire movie. <laughs> We can, can you fucking imagine put her in, yeah. in persuasion? I would die. I yeah. would die. Yeah. I literally have full body chills right now. We need to stop talking about this. Anyway, this okay. is going to be the sexiest movie in a minute. I have a heart condition. We can't keep talking I, about yeah. this. Um, <laughs> I'm, it's not okay. I love this. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Especially because the last two movies I was really thinking about him in were Crazy Rich Asians and Mm -hmm. the Sad Ghost Christmas movie. Oh, White Christmas or something like that? Which obviously was called, I'm just going to quickly type Mm -hmm. in Sad Ghost Christmas movie, which is all of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's all the movies. Last Christmas, obviously. Last Christmas, duh, for sure. We got um, that one. <laughs> where he had a chance to kind of like test out humor in both. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Hell yeah. I got to stop looking at his face. It's going to make me Yeah, you got to close the tab. Um, so anyways, I'm very excited. This is less of an update of Twilight News and more of a like, we knew this, but now <laughs> it is just like a confirmation. Yeah. We have a, a lovely piece here from Cheat Sheet. Friend of the friend of the pod. Yes, welcome back. Um, and this is uh, which Twilight cast member has never read the books before. Mm. Um, just go ahead and cast your votes in now. We'll let those tabulate. Um, have Ryan Seacrest present that information. Yeah. It of course, folks, say it with us. Um, was obviously <laughs> Billy Burke. <laughs> obviously, obviously. obviously. Um, the thing and like, is, good for him. Like, you know? of course. He's a busy man. (laughs) He's a busy man. (laughs) It's a lot of books. As we have recently learned, he grew up in Bellingham. He -hmm. is a a native to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I would imagine that he drew on a lot of family members for his character of a dad in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Who it's like, just, I live like, this life. <laughs> I know exactly, this life. <laughs> like, he knows this life of just being a dad who likes to fish and drink beer and watch the Mariners. Like, yeah. not yeah. a lot of research needed to delve into that character. Yeah. I, I don't know why he would have needed the books to... <laughs> understand that accurately channel that energy (laughs) when they had learned this information it was from an interview in 2008 which by that point i think all of the books had been out and he Mm. was like "Uh, i haven't read all of (laughs) like all of them he's like i read bits and pieces of twilight when we were making it but like <laughs> I'm just uh, not really that good of a reader. I don't need to sit down and like read through an entire book. Right. Uh, he's I like, got I, it. I Thanks. got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. He's like, I heard that you know Charlie's in New Moon a little bit more, but like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I got this character down. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> Thank yeah. you though. Which you know, for not having read it, I think he did a pretty damn good job. So yeah, I think he's all right. 
Uh, God bless him, though. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Good job. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, do your thing. I would love to present you. Oh, no. <laughs> and get your thoughts mm. on an email that we received. Yeah. <laughs> this is an email from Emily. And the title of this... <laughs> is Nosferatu plot hole. It reads, (laughs) Hey, Cody and Allie. So I'm re-listening to the podcast from the beginning. (laughs) And I noticed something in episode 14, your honor, (laughs) it doesn't say (laughs) Cody was the first one. I'm just imagining like a fucking pointer on one of those like tri boards. Just listen, I played a lot it. of Ace Attorney in the last couple months. I know what I'm getting myself into now. I get in it. Episode, you can go. <laughs> in episode 14, Cody was the first one to say that Nosferatu can get it. Timestamp is 2550. <laughs> And then Allie talks about how she doesn't want to think of Nosferatu (laughs) in a sexual way. All I'm saying is I want to know when and why the roles reversed. Please discuss. Oh my God. Do you have this pulled up? Should I pull this up so we can can pull back the tapes? I feel like that's only fair. Okay. Even as old as he was, fucking Nosferatu can get it. I literally am ending this. I am going to have nightmares for a week. Okay. So that is revealing. Who are those people, first of all? Right. First of all, what the fuck? (laughs) Who are those children? Um, Wow. I. Wow. Wow. This is the problem with sharing one brain cell. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Like, that's cr- that's wild that that... I don't... <laughs> I don't but know... I'm also as confused as Emily into how <laughs> the baton was tossed. Because you really grabbed it and took hold with it into, like, a personal brand. I did. <laughs> for a moment. You really went, like, full into the Nosferatu is sexy. So did you harbor that... <laughs> Over the course of this podcast? I guess. It must have been. You know what? Here's what I've learned from this moment. People change. Listen, if there's anything. <laughs> Your um, Honor, what I'm I've a li- different man What I've than learned I from this, Emily, um, is Emily took the idea of not fact-checking us and said, what if, though? Hear me out. Hear me out. What if I do fact check you, though? You know what? This was a fact check for the greater good. I think this is important (laughs) to set the record straight. And I think this is this makes sense. And I I applaud you. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. While we've been discussing this, I have been looking at photos of Nosferatu. (laughs) Just to like really um, marinate on it. Right. Yeah, for sure. And just to like sexual reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Just to, like, really think about it and decide, like, is that right? Can he get it? (laughs) (laughs) Is is he worth getting it? You know? Right. Sure. And I, I think the jury's still out. You know? Okay. Sure. Because I, this whole time, thought that I said that. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow. This is our version of the Mandela effect. Honest to God. We've been going on so long that we have our own Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> and I am honestly a little bit fucked up yeah. about this. I gotta close this tab. Because Loki, <laughs> like, the more I look at it, the more that it's, like, fucking me up a little bit. More than anything, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Sure. I do. Here's what I will say, though. If Nosferatu just showed up in my fucking doorway and was just standing there, I do think that I would just kick his ass. Oh, um, so you would fight Nosferatu? <laughs> I don't think that my instant reaction would be like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. I, hmm. I want some of that. I do think I would just be like, if I just turned around right now right. and Nosferatu was just like standing there, mouth yeah. breathing, I, I think I would fight him. Yeah. I think that in that context, Nosferatu can get it. <laughs> that is the way that I am going to say Nosferatu can get it in sure. this context moving forward. Is like, <laughs> Nosferatu can... can get these hands. <laughs> <laughs> Hands is that that is what I'm gonna say moving forward. Yeah, we're rebranding it. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you for providing that context. Absolutely. Thank you for calling us in, you know, and really like <laughs> allowing us to, <laughs> to address our past mistakes. Oh my god. Oh um I do think I will be having nightmares about Nosferatu. Hey, that's fair. I can't wait to kick his ass someday. <laughs> New life goal. Kick not these guys. That is that is going to be like my Scott Pilgrim moment. Is it's just like <laughs> Yeah. Just fucking it's gonna be seven my version of Scott Pilgrim um is going to be like seven evil vampires. It's just gonna yeah. be seven versions of vampires. I agree, Spooks. I think it's going to be very cinematic. Yeah. I think that's great. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, we have a backstory to get to. Hell yeah. I confirmed that we could use this person's name. Um, So this is from Michaela. Nice. Hello, Michaela. The title of their email was just hi with a smiley face, which I thought was very pure. So hello to you too. First of all, I'm obsessed with y'all. Second of all, I have a Twilight backstory for you, but I also have the memory of a particularly unintelligent gerbil. So I'll just include the highlights of that experience um, so you can paraphrase where it is needed. I'm guessing that I started reading the books when Walmart started carrying copies, but before the movie covers came out, which was when I was in middle school and at the prime time for unrealistic expectations of romance. Yeah. I know that this is paraphrasing, Michaela. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I know that movie covers are specifically like capitalism, but can we just collectively say fuck it to just those? stop. They're so gross. They're never Nobody good. ever wants them. Nobody, Nobody does. wants that version. God, they always end up in thrift stores. Nobody always, wants them. Always, always. So disgusting. I instantly became obsessed with the books, and looking back, some of it probably had to do with me relating to Bella, a shy, pale, brown-haired girl who just wasn't like other girls. <laughs> Same. <laughs> One year for my birthday, we had it at my aunt and uncle's house, so several members of my extended family and my mom were there to see me open a giant poster of Edward Cullen glaring and wearing that damn pea coat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Amazing. I love to think that, like most people, we've had email in so far, it was like behind your bed so you would kiss it before you go to sleep. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is my personal belief. 
Okay, I finally got to go to into a Hot Topic, a store I wanted to go shop in but was too afraid to ask my mom to go because she still bought my clothes. Because my friends and I wanted to get Twilight t-shirts to wear to the Sadie Hawkins dance. That was Powerful the energy. <laughs> Just a big, that's a big mood. Yeah. That was the first and last time my school had a Sadie Hawkins dance because some eighth graders showed up drunk. But I personally <laughs> had the time of my life wearing an I Heart Vampires t-shirt, swaying in a circle with a bunch of other middle school girls during the slow songs. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that imagery. Today, I can't write 300 words without becoming emotionally exhausted. In my first Twilight phase, I wrote 100,000 plus word fan fictions just for the love of the game. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, Michaela, God bless you. I almost threw up watching the first Twilight movie in theaters because the only seats available were in the front row. So oh, God. <laughs> So as Bella was writhing on the floor of the ballet studio, I was trying my damnness not to throw up everywhere. God bless you. Wow. God bless you. Okay. I fell out of my Twilight phase when the other fantasy slash dystopia books with brown on heroines became more relevant, but then people started making memes about Twilight and it unlocked that joy I had when I was obsessed with it in middle school and when my depression and anxiety hadn't completely manifested yet. I have since watched the Twilight movies at least once a month since last August because my friend read the books for the first time and also became obsessed with the hot mess. Okay, bye, XOXO Gossip Girl. <laughs> Incredible. Amazing. Thank you, Michaela. I, God, the idea of going back into a movie theater and sitting in that front row, oh, um, is With strong. With all the motion in that movie, too, I would Jesus. so throw up. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. With your neck cracked up, like, oh, God. The idea of watching any movie in the front row brings back very strong middle school energy to me. Yeah, for sure. I think the only movies I have ever watched in the front row of a midi of hello in a movie theater <laughs> yeah. were one <laughs> Avatar. Oh god! Where I almost I swear to God I felt like I was gonna die the whole yeah. time. Oh yeah. And two, this was in more of a like smaller movie theater, so there weren't as many seats. Um, yeah. But First Man, and I also thought Jeez. I was going to lose it because it was yeah. just like where am I? <laughs> The front row of movie theater seats should not exist. Like it's no. just get rid of the row. Just get rid of it. A hundred percent. There is no film that can be properly viewed that way. No, no There's, way. Ugh, no, thank you. It's a hard pass. We have some wild stuff to talk about in the host this week. It's heating up, baby. It is. The last time that we were talking about it, it was getting into Stephanie's like niche which is oceans 11 energy right. which i would have never suspected when i first started reading her content in like middle mm. school oh, that yeah. the best stuff that she writes is like suspense yeah for sure i would love to read something of like a heist from her yes oh my god yeah because <sighs> it's somehow especially because she loves writing about freeways for some reason. <laughs> yeah. She give loves that cars woman, and freeways. <laughs> give that woman a chance to write about like a heist where there are cars swerving on freeways. And I oh feel like she would love it. Yeah, for sure. But she will never do it. I don't get it. <laughs> it's so weird. 
Anyways, the last time that we were all together, it sounds like we were fucking making s'mores together, but it's fine. <laughs> um, we were sitting around the fire. Exactly. <laughs> Talking about our fucking battle with the Volturi tomorrow. <laughs> Wander had like wide-armed a shelf of all very normal written prescription medication at the fucking soul hospital. The soul, the soul hospital, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And was just waiting for the healers to come back in. Assuming that all hell was going to break loose. But as we know, Stephanie, the queen of subtlety, starts chapter 45. And the title of it is Succeeded. So Nice. So a little spoiler, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's um, to come. <laughs> so everything goes well. And we're done here. So thank you to our patrons. And uh, we we're out. We won. <laughs> it's great. Um, the, the oddly enough, um, the book actually ends at sixty nine percent. So it's kind of weird um, and unprecedented, but it's okay. That's uh, you know, it happens sometimes. When this chapter starts, the healers come back in. They hand wander water, and it's like all good to go. Everything's great. The Hell yeah, like they hand over a mirror and. Wanda does have a very slight prolonged existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> just a, it's just a very normal existential crisis that you have when you are on pain medication. Yeah. Of like, hey, it's been what I would imagine is like months at this point um, since you have looked at yourself Right. And about in the any mirror. Care. <laughs> right. Um, you have not been taking care of yourself. You have been through immense amount of trauma at this mm-hmm. point. Physical, um, emotional, <laughs> right. spiritual. All, um, just a bingo board of trauma at mm-hmm. this point. And now that you have physically um, been patched up a little bit, you are able to recognize um, yourself a little bit. And see the, like, soul that you are. And Wander's just like, oh, fuck. Uh, what if I, um, maybe I do have a calling somewhere. Maybe I could go back and, like, be a teacher again. Maybe I mean, I told, yeah, like, I told them that I, I worked at a Mexican restaurant. Maybe I could go do that. Right. Wander is doing that song from Mulan. It's like, who are you? Literally. <laughs> What's my future hold? Christina like, Aguilera is just like back there like, yes. just like, just <laughs> screaming. Yes. Whereas Melanie inside, like also looking at herself in the mirror, is just like pointing at her like figurative wrist. Like, hello, my brother. Hello. Uh, we have things to do still. <laughs> um, that person that you st- also treat like a brother that you say you care about, dying. Hello. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. We gotta go. Hello. Yeah. Just like, remember, remember who you are. You gotta go. <laughs> there is this like slight moment here where Wander has to make a decision. Like you could stay here because um, it is late. You could stay at this hospital. You could go somewhere else. And then <sighs> Stephanie makes it seem like there is supposed to be tension here. Mm-hmm. There is not any. Because no. <laughs> it is very clear that Wander cares about not just Jamie, um, but Melanie and Jared, like cares about these people, these humans yeah. more than themselves. Right. And has said so, not just for like the past couple chapters, but like for most of this text at this point. Right. Pretty consistently. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, um, and that is like 
the that is like the whole point that Stephanie is writing about here. Yeah, right. And so a wanderer is able to, with no problem, get out with the backpack and go into the parking lot. Can I just say, <laughs> please? The listen, the souls and their methods of um taking over humanity, uh, not great. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Do we as humanity, um, have we been taking care of Earth? Nope. None. No. None, none good. Yeah. Um, can I just say, there are a lot of things that these souls are doing right. Sure. Yeah. There was no insurance needed here. Yeah. There were no bills. No. Oh, you're just good. You're sick. <clears throat> no one came in. You need in medicine? Done. While Wander was in immense trauma and pain and was like, hey, can you confirm your address? Right? What insurance <laughs> yeah. do you use? Hey, I know that you are bent over in immense pain, but can you pay for this right now? Like, they've got some shit figured out. Right. They're, they got the efficiencies exactly. on lockdown, for sure. Wanda was like, came in, got it all taken care of, left, no payments needed. Done. Great. Easy breezy beautiful. Cover girl. (laughs) Got a lot of sponsors this show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, so Jared is shocked by this whole thing. Yeah. Not just that, like, that Wanda made it, but also that the healers, like, saw Wanda out and waved. And that seemed to be the most unsettling part for Jared. Um, But, of course, they get out. Everything's fine. Um... It does seem to be there is a point throughout this that the um, Jared mentions the Seekers. So I'm still assuming that that is the point that Stephanie is trying to make. That, like, things won't go well mm-hmm. in the end. But as far as now, things seem to be fine. Right. Especially because of the fact that Jared did not expect this to go as easily yeah. <laughs> as it did. Um, and it is, like good with all of this like does not need to blindfold wanda on the way back and is like (laughs) laughing and is like super happy we're having a Um, great time exactly friend wanda we're having a little road trip yeah (laughs) i'm just imagining like all of the just all of the like jovial sitcom music from the like late 90s playing in the background here like this is just a real good time yeah because any lingering doubts that i imagine jared had are gone <laughs> especially because in this most literal moment wanda put her life on the line you know like very literally proved their loyalty here right so explicitly <laughs> exactly and has before um right. but this is like i don't know if it needed to be like this grandiose but it it, <laughs> it happened here so yeah. one of the things i think we mentioned last time was the concern of like how the two of them were gonna get back and i was very thankful personally when i was reading this chapter that jared made the concerted effort that when they switched vehicles he was like Fuck it, we're not gonna run the ten miles back. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna Naruto run back. Exactly. Hold it up. Like Jamie's life matters more. We're gonna take the other vehicle, um, and we're just gonna park it inside the cave. Like we will figure that out later. Right. It is more valuable that Jamie is alive in this moment. 
Yeah. <laughs> the thing that it seemed like the rest of this chapter was more concerned about, obviously, was shit, we need to figure out what the rest of the community is going to do now mm. that they obviously know that we are gone and right. we have the gun. So, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Wanda was very concerned of, like, oh, well, I'll just blindfold myself. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore, like, at this point. Like, um, but it's at least, like, a semantic that they can say, I don't know what at least it looks like out here. Right. Even though it is dark. Yeah. So, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, and so it... It seemed like more effort that Jared had to, like, carry them blindfolded during all of this. Um, Especially because the way that it's described, um, Wanda's, like, (laughs) like very confused, only hears yelling um, (laughs) until they're, like, right in front of Jamie. Um, But, you know, whatever, like, if it means, if it means making it easier for everyone else, but it's very clear that um, once they're in front of Jamie, that everyone else in the community is very frustrated and confused um, and concerned, like, obviously for their livelihood. And so I, I don't want to be sympathetic towards them, especially when Throughout all of this, they have they've not been, been terrible. Sim- <laughs> they have. They've been incredibly unsympathetic towards Wanda throughout mm-hmm. all of this. It just, it's, they've all been incredibly flat characters. I'll say right. that. Totally. Like, <laughs> the only personality traits I feel like for 85% of this community has just been like, raw. Uh, yes. <laughs> just you're gonna, angry. Exactly. Like, you are going to put us in danger and not considering any other factors involved right so whatever (laughs) like (laughs) it's fine exactly the interesting point for the rest of this though is like once jared is like literally holding back sharon and i think like i want to say her daughter or whatever people that have made no point of being anything in this it's like maggie or so like people that don't even matter in this book right. um when wanda is able to actually like take care of jimmy mm-hmm. and it's wanda, like what were y'all doing huh exactly like the all you do is talk this. shit <laughs> and wanda essentially has to like yell at doc and is like dude I know that you don't trust these, like, foreign medicines, but look at my face. Look at how much, like, physically different and healed I look. I want you to trust me and just listen to what I have to say. Yeah. We don't have time. (laughs) Exactly. Like, Jamie's going to die no matter what. So why don't we try these? Yeah. (laughs) You are a doctor. Like, you have a moral (laughs) responsibility to do no harm. So, like, let's go. And so they start trying these out. And of course they work. And Doc's like, oh my God, magic. (laughs) Medicine? (laughs) Medicine works. What? Um, And it's annoying that, of course, when they actually listen to Wanda, shit works. Like, hello? 
Interesting how that works out. And so that by the end of the chapter, when they're like, Jamie's fever starts to go down. Jamie um, is like physically starting to look better. So now they are actually taking care of his leg. Um, That is, of course, when Jamie wakes up and is like, uh, hello? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Which, same, kid, I also would be very confused. So, I feel for him a lot in the next chapter. Because this is the point where, like, Jamie is very understandably confused. Right. And he starts to, like, sit up and he's like, why is everyone in my room? (laughs) Give me some (laughs) I am a teenager and you were all standing around me and looking at me. I am feeling too seen right now. I did not ask any of you to observe me. What is happening? And so, of course, at this point, like, they have given Jamie um, pain medicine. So when they start to, like, actually cut into his injury and make sure that it is no longer infected, he doesn't feel it, Um, which is good. Also, hey, Stephanie, could you cut it out with the gore? What is that? She wants it so bad. She wants to be a horror writer so bad, but she'll just like instead spice in some like blood and guts and all that stuff in very (laughs) other contexts. She does. And it's not even, um, it isn't horror in any sense. It's just like vaguely medical. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. It's, and it makes sense in this context, but yeah, it's very odd sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that it it comes off not necessarily medical, but not horror. It's a very weird blend between the two. Um yeah. very weird. Stephanie, figure it out. Get your shit together. <laughs> I do love the idea that the last medicine that Wanda uses to heal scars is one that has glitter in it. It's a very interesting okay. touch from right. the uh, <laughs> from the aliens that all of the rest of these seem very like medically sound and very sterile and very clean. Mm-hmm. But one of the aliens was like, "Okay, but for the scars, though, Gary, sparkle. <laughs> it has to sparkle, and I'm not bending on that. <laughs> this is a deal breaker, Gary. <laughs> you didn't let me put sparkles in any of the other ones. I swear to God, we have I to have not them here. get my PhD and go to med school and do all these things for you not to like hear me out on this. All right, it's got to be pretty. God damn it! <laughs> I just love the fact that like Stephanie has to have a quota for a lot of things in each of her books. Absolutely, but, like the like you know it is a a Stephanie Meyer trademark products if it has a sparkle in it. Yes. I love, love that. It. Love love a little having a little tell, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I love a I love a good glistening powder, you know? <laughs> so, anyways, after all of this, Jamie seems to be at least like healing. He is no longer dying anyways. Yeah. I just love to think that if this was like if you were playing this in The Sims, the Grim Reaper would just be like mm-hmm, and then just like would start to leave at this point. Yeah. But anyways, the last two flat characters in here, I think it's Maggie and her daughter Sharon are just like how dare you? How what? dare you? <laughs> how dare you take care of this boy with your alien witchcraft? <laughs> And it's just very confusing. 
there's a lot of talk at this point now that the like crisis has been averted about how the actual raid went. Mm. And so Jared starts to do a lot of gloating at this time <laughs> about Wander, which is, I think, very warranted. Wander did yeah. a great job. Totally, yeah. Hype Wander up because nobody else will. <laughs> and absolutely. Wander for sure won't. <laughs> Wander absolutely will not. Um, no one else will do it for Wander. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the things I think that starts... A, a main source of conflict in this chapter is when when Wander has to explain how they got into the healing clinic. Right. Which is um, asking... <laughs> when they ask Jared for the injury from the rock, as well as <laughs> um, <laughs> having to stab themselves with a knife. Yeah. <sighs> Jamie thought that was cool as hell. Like was like sick. <laughs> sick love that great job very cool. um very resourceful Let's see it. <laughs> ian had a conniption fit yeah <laughs> and was like you d- what did you what did you have a knife and lost it yeah it was not it did not it did not go well so this was the main source of conflict um, that they continued to refer back to um, even when there were celebrations. Um, the celebrations that evening <laughs> were when Jeb brought in a portable stove Hey-o. and um, dehydrated meals. Whoa. Feast time, baby. Yes. Feast time of spaghetti. Ooh. And garlic chicken. <laughs> yes. Um, and so they got very happy on some dehydrated meals. And everyone... We eating good tonight. Yes. Everyone yes. was super happy. Everyone was up late having some good supper. Um, everyone was just laying about very happy, very <laughs> excited. Um, and the, <laughs> the chapter essentially ends with... What I can only describe as, like, everyone at the end of a party essentially, like, laying on each other in a circle buzzed. Except for that they're not, like, buzzed from alcohol. They're just buzzed from dehydrated meals. From good old-fashioned cooking. (laughs) Exactly. And the end of this chapter is just, like, what I can only describe as, like, people talking when they're like just about to fall asleep oh yeah like everyone sleepover whisper vibes it did it was like sleepover whispers like everyone is having their own conversation and they're all like everyone is asleep on top of each other like everyone has an arm on each other's like leg or stomach and it was just it gave (laughs) off very strong like there's something about Stephanie loving, like, a wolf pack. It comes off like she g- grew up with a lot of siblings, I think, is what this is. Yeah. And it was very odd. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the most, like, unsexual, sexual thing. Yeah. Um, But, like, just with, the, just with a little bit of sex in there. Like... Right. Because <laughs> it... And anyways, but just... Very odd energy to end this chapter on. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, um, but the chapter ended with a lot of, a lot of that like very full, very sleepy sleepover whisper energy. Yeah, 
So I am assuming next chapters are when we are going to get into the conflict. But I've been saying that for a long time. (laughs) And I, knowing Stephanie. One of these days we're going to get it. (laughs) Knowing Stephanie, it's going to be literally like 20 pages before the end of the book. I have no idea at this point. So we'll see. Um, But we have a lot of fantastic patrons to thank this week. Would you like to start? Absolutely. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. Thank you to Katie Black. Thank you, Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Yeah, 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 yes. Shout out, Rebecca Cullen. Mm. Thank you to Mount Gray. Mount. <laughs> Shout out, Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Bailey Christian. Thank you to Jay Molina. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Thank you to Toussaint Wonder. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out Kristen Strider. Thank you to Julia Stewart. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Shout out Kelly Beck. My mom. The mom. Everyone's mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Shout out India Peach. Thank you to Casey Yorkie. Thank you to Sarah Blythe. And last but not least, thank you to Laura Forty. Ow! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I have fan fiction for Ooh, you exciting. today. This is from Oh god. Um Shinagigmi Lover 2. <laughs> that's probably not said that way, but that's okay. Um this is titled Welcome to the New Age. Wow. <laughs> oh, <God>. Um <laughs> and this was published on August 2nd of 2013. Here's what I'm going to say. This is a crossover of the host and a different property. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I um I am not going to tell you which property oh, it no. is. Um because I think if I tell you it, I know that you're going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I think that when I read it, I think that you will uh you will know what it is. Oh. What I will say, just to give you some context, because I'm afraid... I, I know that you'll know it, but I, uh-huh. it's a Pixar property. 
Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to be reading from a, a section from chapter one of this fan fiction. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay. I just know you're going to be mad. No. no. All right. <clears throat> you stay away from me, you freak, Sully said with a growl. Uh. <laughs> a pair of arms grabbed Sully from behind, and he couldn't move his arms in the grip of this other man's body lock. Stay away. Stay away. Sully began to freak out and struggle in the other human's grasp. The man in front of him then held the metal spray bar up in his face and pressed the button. Sully then began to feel woozy and fell to the ground. <laughs> Good work. Let's get him to the healer so we can begin the transfer. The man who sprayed Sully said, Yes, Seeker, as you wish. The human who held Sully still said with a smile and nod. The Seeker who helped the other man picked Sully up and carried him out of the room. Meanwhile, on the other side of the closet door, Mike was tapping his foot with his arms <laughs> crossed and had an angry look in his eyes. Sully, I'm not in the mood for playing games anymore. Come out and come out now, Mike said in a tone that said himself that he was obviously annoyed with his friend. All right, that's it. I'm coming in to get you out of there, he shouted. Mike walked to the door and opened it to see Sully being taken away by two humans who attacked him. Mike shut the door with a widened <laughs> eye and began to shout. End scene. <laughs> Why? 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 Put those <laughs> things for what purpose? Was this know. author compelled to write this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's the... There's only, and this is what honestly got me uh, very confused, is there was only one crossover between Monsters, Inc. and the host, and I was just <laughs> honestly very, I was very concerned, um, and also a little bit curious. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think we were robbed of a, a Wander cameo and put that thing back where it came from, or so else. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. Um, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know I what? If, if they ever get back in the game of writing, <laughs> we got some ideas. Listen, Pixar, we have some thoughts. Hey. <laughs> um, so that's. Wow. Listen, I don't always, I don't, I rarely choose good fan. <laughs> um, but sometimes I, I know what to find. All right. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, folks, um, here's what we've learned this week. Oh. I <laughs> I love this new segment, just reflecting. Okay. Okay. Um, Nosferatu can only be touched with <coughs> kicks, not with caresses, not with kisses, just with strong hands <laughs> strong fighting energy strong fighting energy we're doing a hard rebrand a hard pivot exactly exactly wow. i won't go so far as to say fuck nosferatu i'm just saying that we you know fighting fighting energy yeah exactly anyways anyways <laughs> as we say here in the pacific northwest get bit and get whipped not by nosferatu though no 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 <laughs> Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. 
Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.